You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson, and I'll be your host today. And today I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Greg Kolovich, who is the co-founder and chief medical officer of Oxos Medical. And this is some game-changing technology, in my opinion, and I'm very excited that he took time out of his busy day to come on. And I think you'll find this technology to be something that's going to revolutionize what we're doing in the way of, well, let's let him talk about it and uh, give us a little bit more information about that. So without further ado, Dr. Kolovich, how are you today? Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Obviously, you're a full-time orthopedic surgeon with a very busy practice and obviously also some game-changing technology that you've developed. So I know you're a busy person, so thank you for agreeing to come on. But if you would, if you would just talk a little bit about Oxos Medical and, and you know how you came to this idea of this game-changing technology, and if you could also just you know, kind of the evolution of where it started and how we got to where we are now. Sure. So every good company starts with an idea. And my idea came when I was in fellowship in 2015. I was in Boston at Mass General. I was reattaching a hand in the middle of the night as the uh, micro fellow, hand and micro fellow. And I was wrestling this giant C-arm. And I'm trying to reattach the hand and I'm fighting with the C-arm. And, you know, everything's unstable. Of course, it's an emergency and you're, you're trying to do the best you can. You're fatigued. And I thought, wow, it would be really cool if I could untether the x-ray. If I could have infinite degrees of freedom, if I could put the x-ray in the palm of my hand and I could bring the x-ray to the anatomy, how cool would that be? So that was where the idea clicked for me. And then I started my private practice. I moved south to Savannah and I was electrical engineering by training in, in college. So I knew I needed to figure out how to do this. So we started. I started researching everything I knew about x-ray technology I got together with my best friend, Evan Ruff, and we were electrical engineers at Georgia Tech. And we started figuring out the pathway to do this and and, and figuring out, you know, what is the FDA requirements for doing this? And, you know, in the beginning, we had to, like every, you know, startup, we had to raise money and an idea without a prototype. So it was basically me pitching the idea to, to people who believed in me at that point. We didn't have a working prototype. We had no FDA clearance, no patents. We were just had we were passionate about the idea we had we we understood the problem which was just having a burdensome you know huge x-ray just not very ergonomic especially for me as a hand surgeon so we knew the problem we knew we knew what we wanted to do we raised some money from as i call the the three f's family friends and fools <laughs> and got enough money to start working on our our prototype and as we went through we we figured out what are all of the rules of the FDA? You know, what, what prevented people for 60 years of fluoroscopy from untethering it? And there's two things that we had to work around or engineer around, I would say. And the first thing is you can never be too close or too far from the target. And you, you have to always be centered on it. What I mean is if you're on an angle, you have to focus the beam on the anatomy. So we had to figure out how to track the detector, which is that which receives the x-ray and the emitter that the x-ray tube, that's what emits the photonic energy. We had to figure out how to track that in a very, very 
difficult environment that is the operating room and in clinic where there's a lot of interference. So needless to say, we we engineered around the problem to untether it. And we we actually have a lot of patents around that, which is really what is going to set us up for success in the future is we were able to to do something that's never been done, untether the x-ray, keep a handheld x-ray and track it in three dimensions. So now here we are four years later with several patents. We've got our FDA clearance for surgery, for pediatrics and for clinic. We're just now launching. We've got, I think it's 10 or 11 devices deployed already in three short months with at least 40 in, in waiting to be placed in the next year. So that's where we're at. Well, that's very exciting. And and I know, you know, just in a short amount of time, the buzz that the technology is demonstrating and you've sent pictures over it. And so just so our audience can visualize, this is truly a handheld fluoroscopy machine that you can obviously just place over the affected area and you're going to get an x-ray. And if you can talk a little bit about in the past, obviously, with C-arms and things of that nature, you're, you're printing out a picture or you're downloading. Where does this technology take the, the actual X-ray itself? Where, where does it go? So traditionally, X-rays have, you know, the C-arm, it, it takes it on a screen and, and you, of course, have that instant feedback. But ours, we had to be a lot, we had to be much more clever because we're using our X-ray machine, which is a five-pound emitter and a 10-pound detector in a very austere environment. So we can use it for global medicine. We've taken it on airplanes. We've taken it to India. We've taken it to Guatemala. I've taken it in the locker room and dugout. I take it to satellite clinics. So we have to be much more flexible than our competitor. So our our x-ray image can Bluetooth to your phone. It can Bluetooth to an iPad. The Arthrex screens, it can have a direct plug. There's no limit to where the image can, can be seen. And we're doing a lot of things that our competitors aren't with filtering the technology. We're, we're creating artificial intelligence in our x-ray. So we know exactly what the user wants. So for example, if I'm, say I'm fixing a scaphoid and I want to see if the screws are, are proud, I want to see if the threads are proud, I can filter that image so that it will bias the screw threads rather than than the surrounding soft tissue or, or the surrounding bone. So we're learning a lot about imaging filtering and we are, you know, we're just sort of scratching the surface of what can be done image-wise. One of the things that I'm particularly proud of is we, we've actually been the first one to do a live panoramic x-ray. So this is this is pretty cool. And and you got to see this when we're going to debut this at the AOS and at RSNA this fall. We have a handheld x-ray that can stitch pictures together. And we've got a table where the detector moves in 3D. It'll move in the X, Y, and Z plane. So if you just hold our trigger down and follow the path of the arm or leg, it'll stitch the picture together. So essentially, you can take one x-ray from the shoulder to the fingertip. That's never been done before. So that's pretty cool. So we, we call that the stitch. It's the live stitch x-ray. So you can imagine how, you know, how beneficial that is in, in trauma, you know, taking into consideration something I see all the time, a both bone forearm fracture and a, and a child. What you have to do is when you reduce it, now you have to take three x-rays, one at the elbow, one at the forearm, and one at the wrist to get your alignment. Well, here with, with our device, you simply just hold the trigger down follow the path of the arm and it'll stitch the picture together so you can see your alignment. So that's a game-changing piece of technology right there. For trauma, for hand, we have this, we've patented this new technique called the viewfinder. So it's going to make sure that you're always getting a perfect lateral on elbow. You make sure that, you know, you don't have a double bubble that the capitellum and trochlea are interposed on each other or that the pisiform is, you know, 
over top the distal pole of the scaphoid. So these are ways that, that we know artificial intelligence built into our x-ray that you're getting a good lateral. You know, no x-ray tech is going to 100% get every image right. And sometimes it's difficult to make a diagnosis when you don't have a good lateral or, or even a good AP or an oblique. Our viewfinder and our x-ray technology, we're building that into the interface and into the detector is going to make this very easy to get the images you need to diagnose problems. Well, that's exciting. I mean, because obviously any of us who have been in the OR before and just the the limitations that you experience by having, I mean, we all thought the mini C was such a cool thing because we could move it around, not have to call somebody and wait 20 minutes for somebody to arrive. This kind of changes that perspective all the way around. Are you specifically just looking at, at right now at upper extremity or are you branching out or what are your thoughts? Well, selfishly, I built it for me because I'm an upper extremity surgeon, but we've had a we've had an overwhelming response from foot and ankle docs, from podiatrists, from trauma. I don't do a lot of foot and ankle outside of some ankle fractures here and there when I'm on trauma call, but or a tibial nail here and there. But my foot and ankle doctors love it because they're able to get really, really complex imaging for particular procedures that they're doing. So we've actually had a great response from foot and ankle docs. And I'm learning more about foot and ankle positioning. Foot and ankle docs do a lot of difficult injections in clinic, midfoot injections, hindfoot injections, and it's tough to really know the position of your needle. So they've been using it in clinic to get all kinds of imaging to confirm needle placement, and it's been helpful then. One of the things that they really like is that getting certain oblique angles when you're doing their osteotomies of the foot, those are difficult to get with, with a traditional C-arm. So we've had a lot of success with that. So they have all the same problems that I have in the upper extremity, getting really, really hyper-specific oblique angles or angles that are really specific to the high volume hand or, or foot and ankle dock, we've been able to build around that. And I'm actually surprised because, you know, we've been able to really, really make streamline their clinic and then certainly help them in the OR. So I built it originally for upper extremity, but it's had a huge response in lower extremity as well. I can imagine. I actually got the opportunity to speak to a prominent foot and ankle surgeon here in Florida about it. And he was gushing because he can't wait to get his hands on the technology because of just all the things you said. And then he mentioned some things just of the, and obviously, you know, obviously this is down the road, maybe the question of what you see for the future, but just the mobile aspects of the opportunity to utilize the technology, not in the office or essentially anywhere you are at that point in time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, one thing I love about x-ray is that x-ray is always at the beginning and at the end of the treatment cycle. So when you're in clinic, you come in with a swollen arm, the diagnosis and treatment begins with the x-ray. So we find out, you know, you've got a broken wrist or you've got a perilunate dislocation or you've got an ankle fracture. That's the very beginning of the treatment algorithm is that x-ray. And then you go in and you, let's say you fix the fractures or you reduce it or whatever it is you do. At the very end, you get the x-ray to confirm that everything is healed and that everything is, you know, reduced and that the fracture is completely healed and that the hardware is in place, and that there's no problem. So that it's at the very beginning and end. And we have all these complex imaging like MRI and CT scan, angiograms, ultrasound. Those are all really, really nice modalities. But it, for me in orthopedics, it begins and ends with x-ray. So you can imagine, you know, I've been on mission trips all over the world, Honduras, China, India. You know, for example, we went to India three years ago, my partner and I, uh, in 2018, and we spent three weeks there. And the hospital we were at, these patients have absolutely no access to x-ray. 
So some of them come from 500 miles away. And when we're there in clinic, we don't have an x-ray. So what are we going to do? We're not going to build a $12 million lead line room for small, you know, five bed hospital in central India, but we can bring my micro C on a plane, take it to India and have a wireless x-ray available to start that treatment algorithm, to get that diagnosis, to treat them, and then finish that treatment algorithm. So we're the first people, I think, in, in the world to bring a handheld orthopedic x-ray on a plane. And we brought it in a suitcase. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty... It's a pretty lucrative feat if you think about it. You know, you can take it anywhere. And for the military, we're working on creating a, a hypermobile x-ray for chest x-rays. So, you know, it comes in the backpack. So the medic, when they're putting in their central lines or they're putting in their chest tubes or or something called a Reboa catheter where they're threading that up to tamponade and aorta, these are life-saving modalities to save that injured soldier. And a lot of times, well, all the time, actually, you have no idea of confirming central line placement or chest tube placement because you don't have x-ray. So here we give these medics the opportunity to confirm line placement, to get a chest x-ray. Same thing with in the trauma series. What do you always get? You get a chest x-ray, you get a C-spine and pelvic x-ray, right? Those are the three x-rays you always get for a traumatized patient. Well, here at the point of care for soldiers, they, they don't have that x-ray. So we're giving them that opportunity to do a, a true trauma series, get that chest x-ray get a cervical series and a pelvic x-ray so that they these soldiers can have the uh, treatment they deserve. So bringing a, a handheld x-ray into austere environments has been a huge goal for us, making it battery-powered, wireless, fitting it in your backpack, making it smaller, more portable, highly durable. We've got x-rays that I've, I've dropped from, from 10 feet and they, they, they work. So we want to build x-ray for not just orthopedic surgeons, but for military docs, for people that do global medicine, for people, for primary care docs, for anyone where x-ray could be a valuable source. That is amazing to think about just all that you just said. I mean, obviously in, in the battlefield and things of that nature where time is of the essence, you efficiently bring the opportunity for surgeons, wherever they may be, to get the information they need instantaneously. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that I'm particularly impressed about is, you know, again, we have these very expensive, very cool technologies to do imaging, right? You got MRIs, CT scans, and way beyond. But again, where does it begin and end for me? And that is that is with x-ray. So I think as the technology gets bigger and smarter, I think we've sort of, I know in, in my field, we've sort of undermined the importance of x-ray. <laughs> and I think we're trying to bring that back to the forefront. Having x-ray at your disposal is hugely important, not just for orthopedic surgeons, but for the trauma surgeons, for primary care doctors. Think of how many people go to primary care doc. I mean, I, I work in, in southeastern Georgia. You know, we cover 150, 200 mile radius. There's there's primary care doctors who, who don't even have x-ray in their office. There's orthopedic docs who don't have x-ray in their office. Think of how many patients that have to be turned away because they can't get that initial x-ray. And on top of that, as we go forward and we build this platform, we're going to have instant access to not only orthopedic surgeons on our network who can then look up the x-ray, diagnose and triage the x-ray, but, but radiologists, all sorts of people on our network that can help through the telemedicine to help people in need to get a diagnosis and a triage and a plan. Think of this. I mean, you know, as we build a platform, I anticipate one day I'll be sitting at home, you know, or maybe I'll, I'll be out with my wife at dinner and I'll get a text message on my phone from the Oxos network about a kid that fell at soccer practice or at a basketball game and, you know, broke his wrist. Something that just like a, a non-displaced fracture, you know, does that really need to go to the ER? Does it need to go to urgent care? Probably not. If I can get that x-ray, get on the network, tell the trainer to splint it, fault my office tomorrow. I've done several things. Number one, 
I've got a diagnosis and a plan right there at the point of care for that patient. Number two, I've saved that patient a lot of time from going to the ER, urgent care, sitting there and trying to get a diagnosis and a lot of money, a lot of insurance money. So, I mean, that's money that, that we all pay into, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, or, or any kind of commercial payer. This is all money that can be saved, which is very attractive from a third-party payer perspective. And then lastly, I got the patient in the next day. So everything's streamlined. So it's all, it's all at a lower cost. It's time-consuming. And, and it just makes not only the surgeon happy because I've gained a patient, but it also makes the family or the patient happy because they've streamlined the care. Well, it seems like everyone wins on every front. There's not often that you can say that about a new technology that's come to market. So that's very exciting. And when you were just talking about just in specifically the sports realm, I know that you have some very exciting things happening and we probably can't let on on this podcast what they are, but very, very exciting sports applications, maybe even in the professional sports world. So I'm sure that's going to be exciting in the future. So actually last week, I just got back from the Jacksonville Jaguars down where you live. We trialed it for physicals and they were very receptive of it. We were going to a couple SEC schools here in the fall to really take their feedback and try to make it as ergonomic as possible. There's only a certain amount of plays that you can run during the 60-minute game and getting athletes back on the field is hugely important. So I think if a player gets injured and you're worried about a fracture, rather than send them out, send them to the locker room. Sometimes they have to take them off campus, actually, in, in some settings and get an x-ray. Getting that diagnosis at the point of care and getting them back on the field, if it's just a sprain or there's no fracture, getting the diagnosis as fast as possible is going to be beneficial to everybody. Not only the player, but also the, the franchise and and everyone involved. So I think point of care is really what we strive to. That's what we do. We give you a diagnosis at the point of care. Well, that's very exciting. And I, I did know that you had, were down in Jacksonville where you, you were over there at the stadium. And I just, if you think about all the time that you're saving, just in obviously watching from the, uh, just as a fan, you know, just taking the player back and going, like you said, back into the stadium, back in getting an x-ray, bringing them, I mean, saving all that time is that's, extremely helpful. I can understand why the NFL and specifically the Jaguars are excited about having that technology available to them. So what do you see as in, as we are, you know, talking about all the different applications and and what the future may hold without divulging too much, obviously you have a, a game plan for the future. What do you see if you were to look into your crystal ball for Oxos for the future? So I think our plan is, is we, we want to get we want to get the device out there. But the first thing that we're learning is your first device, you know, it's, it's your baby. So you love your baby. You don't like it when people tell you your baby's ugly, but every baby, <laughs> no baby's perfect. <laughs> right. So, uh, I understand. But one thing we're learning, the thing about it is, is when you build an FDA compliant device is, is your, your, you have to freeze your device. And as you freeze your device and do all the paperwork required through the FDA, you, re- you quickly realize how outdated your device can come, can become. And I think, you know, that's all within a, in a year. And then as you, as you start to engineer and really understand how to make it better, you take all the feedback that you can from the thousands of users and all the people who've touched it and all the people who have used it in clinic, and you take the good and bad and you try to make it better. So one of the things that, that we want to do is the sky's the limit. We want to make our device as good as possible. Within the past three months, we've actually changed our user interface based on user feedback. We've had hundreds of surgeons use it already in, in, in the first three months and give us feedback on our UI, our user interface. And then, you know, foot and ankle doctors wanted a 
we call it the desk lamp. So it sort of holds it still so you can have both hands free. So we built that. We built ergonomic setups for basically a cart that can be pushed around in surgery centers and the clinic. So we're constantly taking feedback to make it better and better. And as we continue to expand on the technology, we're going to make it hyper-specific to everybody's needs. So like, for example, the military, it's going to be light and portable, right? Military medics carry a lot of equipment. We don't want them carrying a ton more weight. So we want something extremely durable, extremely lightweight. Of course, battery-powered and wireless, those are all what they need. Something in surgery, you know, weight is not a big problem because we're sitting down or, or standing, so you can tether it to the table. But we want something that's hugely, hugely resolute with extremely accurate and precise imaging. So that's why we created the viewfinder. So you always know what you're looking at. One of the things that you'll find about our image, every doc who's ever, or any provider for that example, who's ever taken an x-ray with, with a micro C will tell you that how crisp and clear the image is. And we've never, ever had a problem with that. The first thing we did was if the quality is no good, who cares about the ergonomics of it, right? So one of the things that we've done is we flash our x-ray less than 30 milliseconds. And, you know, that's about one-tenth, actually about one-twentieth of some of the competitors. So think about any time you've been in the operating room, you bump the table or, you know, you move the anatomy, you get a blurred image, right? Blurred image is useless. I can't use that. So I have to take it again. So now I've shot myself twice with radiation, all for the price of one image. Sometimes you have to shoot it twice. Sometimes you completely miss the anatomy. So one thing that we do is is we have the viewfinder, which is always going to show that you're accurately directed at the target. So you're, you're x-raying what you want. And then we flash our tube so fast that you cannot get a blurred image. So not only you're x-raying yourself just one time, but you're doing that at fraction of radiation because we've, we've changed the game here. Now we can bring our x-ray a lot, a lot closer to the target. We have a lower starting current, lower starting voltage. So you're getting far less radiation than the competitor. So think about a doc who's got a 30 year career and you're just blasting your eyes and your thyroid and your hands with radiation every day on the job. And not only are you blasting yourself, but you're blasting your, your PA, your anesthesiologist, and most importantly, the patient. So one thing that we often overlook is radiation safety. And, you know, when we started this whole thing, when I, I went down to the academy, I think it was 2016, it was in Orlando, and I, I gave about 120 docs a survey. And it was just sort of a, you know, a, basically a very vague survey about x-ray. And one thing that really, really struck me is how concerned, particularly young doctors were about radiation safety. You know, I mean, I've known docs have gotten cataracts in their 40s, docs who've had soft tissue sarcomas. I mean, our exposure is just, is just inherently greater than, than anyone else, <laughs> you know, outside of radiologists and interventionalists and cardiologists who, who are getting even higher exposures. So one of the things that we did when we, when not only did we want to have hyper-resolute, hyper-accurate, hyper precise imaging, we wanted to have a, a, something that was very safe. And we've done that. And, and that was just designing the physics. Flashing the x-ray tube faster gives you less exposure, less current, less starting voltage. All those, you know, all these starting points guarantee that we're going to be far safer than the, the competition. Well, that's extremely exciting. And, and again, that you talked a little bit about the, the exposure part of it, which is even I guess, kind of the cherry on top of this technology, just because obviously the reduction of, of radiation and surgery and for everybody involved. But, well, I really appreciate your time that you've taken out of your busy schedule, Dr. Kolovich, to come on and talk about the Mini-C. And for those listening to the podcast now, where where's the best way to learn more about the Mini-C or the in, in OXOS itself? 
So I think obviously, you know, we, we're always going to be around at the academies, ASSH, AOS, RSNA. We're going to the Foot and Ankle Society. You can always reach out to me, greg.kolovich at oxos.com or gkolovich at gmail. You can always email me. Our website is being updated. So that'll be up and going here shortly. We, we try to re- remain somewhat anonymous because, you know, we just launched commercially a few months ago. So we wanted to make sure that we were placing the, the devices out there and getting some feedback and, and getting a lot of videos to show people what, what we're doing. So, but now is the time where we were going to come out and come out of our shell and really show people what, what our technology can do. So you'll see a lot more from us. So please keep an eye out. Our website should be up and running pretty soon. We're doing some renovations to that. And then we're adding all the videos from the docs using it all over the country. And then you'll see us this fall. We have a bit, we have a really busy schedule in terms of, you know, the conferences. One, one thing you'll see us at, be on the lookout for is X-Tex. We're the finalist for X-Tex. That's the U.S. military. So we, we'll be up in Washington, D.C. pitching against, I think it's 10 other very, very innovative companies for the Army, U.S. Army X-Tex final. So that's going to be, that's going to be fun. And then we've got the Academy, the AOS after that, and then the Hand Society, Foot and Ankle Society in Charlotte. And then, of course, we'll be at RSNA in Chicago. So a lot of things coming up in this fall, but you can always reach out to me easily at gkolovich at gmail or greg.kolovich at oxos.com. Well, again, thank you, Dr. Kolovich. Really, really exciting that you were able to come on and talk about your technology and all the different applications and the benefits it's going to have in the future. And I think you're going to have an extremely busy back half of the year of all the different places you're going to be as well as as news trickles out and people start to learn about the mini C, this is uh, going to be exciting. So again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to having you back on very soon. My pleasure, Eric. Thank you very much. Yeah, take care. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.